What a cool conversation today, too. Yeah, man, I'm riding high off that interview yeah. today. I feel like we can do no wrong. I, I guess that's why I like doubled down on like, you know, I'm not even going to do research. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let it jump. You know, I'm feeling good. It's just we're just gonna let it. Flow. I was sort of dreading this episode because it's uh, it's a pretty uh, downer. Yeah, man. Um, so I don't know. I guess I my approach was uh, people are probably after all the content we put out the last month, people are probably sick of me going on and on. So I thought the same uh, thing. We, we wound up all the way to 50. So yeah. dial it back for a few episodes. Yeah. And and see Fucking, how it goes. Let's take our foot off the gas. Yeah. Yeah. Just for we a have bit. a great guest on this episode. I think uh, he's got great stories that like kept it from me having to get personal. Oh, really? So I thought that was Good. cool. Yeah. You talked with him uh, like three or four days ago. Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, yeah. On this episode, we have Zach Hall from nine to five Mac. Uh, he's their lead editor and the host of the Happy Hour podcast, co-host of the Happy Hour podcast. He does with Benjamin Mayo. Um, and uh, I've been listening to them for years. Oh, yeah, they've been going Obviously long, going right? to their website for years. And uh, and it was cool to uh, to connect with him on a non-geeky level. Like, I sort of talked to Zero for about two minutes at the beginning when we were setting levels and stuff about what I was doing at the office. Um, and I was like, oh, I mean... He this isn't what the conversation is about anyway, so I'm not going to hound him on it. But like he's like a normal dude. He gets burnt out on this stuff. He's like, I don't know. Like, you know, I fell in love with Mac. I went and worked at the Apple store. Now I'm then I started working for nine to five. Uh, You'll hear it all in the interview. But, um, you know, he's just a normal dude. Gets burnt out on life. Gets burnt out on work. Gets burnt out on stuff. And just like us continues to do things um, uh, outside of work that eat up all of his time. Right. There was um, there was a Reddit thread that I was going through, and w- what a lot of the comments in that thread said was, "Find yourself a job that allows you to survive, and you and you enjoy it. You know, you get by with it. Um, but then on the side, if you have the time, that's when you do the things that you're passionate about. And it just reinforced right. the that mentality that I have. It's where you know I I, I enjoy what I do on the side, and I want to kind of keep it that way. I don't want to be a composer. I don't want to be, you know, full time." podcaster where i'm like just all i'm doing is talking all day and editing at night you know so it was kind of a a, you know it was a nice thread to go through one of those it might have been one of like the you should know or or like a a life pro tip (laughs) yeah totally life hack dude i don't have a pun for tonight do you think we can Uh, think of one it's kind of a heavy one man i i know it's kind it's kind of like uh for me this is heaven like where it's like I don't know that a pun is going to do anything uh, great for uh, the song other than cheapen yeah. uh, the, the feeling and the mood. And then I feel so accomplished with our great interview today um, that, uh, yeah, I, just, I don't feel like coming up with well, one. Well, good. Then we can, whenever you're ready, man, we can just jump right into this. Well, we can start. I'm just uh, doing a lot of copying and pasting. Okay. I'm like doing my research like live. Like I said. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. All right. Well, um, yeah. In the spirit of the seriousness of this track, we'll just we're just gonna dive right into this one. This is Jimmy. Eat Pod. This is Jimmy Eat Pod. Yes. I did. A, this is me laughing now that we're talking about how serious the track is. I was joke. I was thinking in my head. I always like. I'm hoping our last episode is really really cool because like I'm always thinking of like how we're going to sum it all up. And then like, are we going to do a Justin, my friend? Yes, David, my friend. 
we have just, a, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like the 100% Bill and Ted it. And then I was like, oh, would I be like David A. Park Esquire? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Justin B. Miller. But that's it. I mean, right? There's yeah, no I way. Know. I noticed well, that. Well, I guess I could just no say qualifier. my full name. I could go Justin Benjamin Miller. Yeah. Because he does go, he does say, I guess, Ted Theodore, but that's. Yeah. And we have the right amount of syllables. It's like, yeah, uh, you just put the emphasis on the eat. Yeah. We are Jimmy, Jimmy eat Pod. Eat. <laughs> oh, yeah, that too. <laughs> you're right. You're right. You're right. Uh <laughs> Yeah, I you know, I the the 50th episode, I think will will um will live it it will have its own specialness. People will see, "Oh, 50, that's a big one." Um Yeah, we got a lot of li- content out of it. It ended up being cut into yeah. three episodes. Yeah. You know, I think the pe- people understand at this point that there's just there's a lot of content that we go through in general, and it just went this one had more, and so it it just in order to make it I don't know digestible by by our listeners, just to, it made sense to I guess put it into compartments, little pieces. Yeah, right. I concur. Yeah. Um. So uh, a little bit of oh one thing. So <laughs> we did the Q and A. And I I breezed over Jacob's question about who our favorite band member was. I think it was. Um, And I forgot that Jacob had left a voicemail and we didn't play it. So are you sure? I was like, oh, do I? Okay. Yeah, we didn't play it. I listened to it today. (laughs) Was it the third? Was it before Eric's? It uh, the voicemail. Yeah, it had come before Eric's. And then I think I I just typed a note about it as opposed. And I never like qualified it with. Oh, there's a voicemail. Uh, yeah, and I did message is. Jacob this morning. I was like, "Oh, hey man, uh, we recorded that really, really late, and uh, I just completely had slipped my mind that uh, <laughs> um, you had left a voicemail." He was like, "Oh, no worries." <laughs> yeah, that was the one that we figured out who it was afterward. Yes, yeah, it just took a sec for us to, you know. Yeah. Um. Recollect. So there was that. Uh. And uh. Uh, we didn't talk about, but um, Pass Through Frequencies Mini Dive last week was Jim's Q&A episode. Everyone's doing Q&As last week. And um, uh, Justin, you made it into Pass Through Frequencies. I did. I, I woke up to a couple of messages, and the one that actually caught me off guard was the one from Eric Grubbs. And I thought he was talking in reference to Jim responding to one of his uh, his posts in that Facebook group that he and I are both in. But um, <laughs> I guess, you know, it was it was the the post that I had made to Jim. So I looked at it and I was trying to trying to figure out what the hell was going on with everything there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he did. He answered it. And where did you post the video that I ended up seeing? The one where you oh, slowed Instagram. Yeah. Uh, you want me to play that real quick? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let's so you've been making music now for over 30 years uh, from where you started with your band to where you are now. Where do you see yourself in music in another 30 years? Also, you're welcome on the pod anytime. Hey, Justin, the next 30 years. Oh, my God. I would like to think I'm doing music in some capacity in 30 years from now. <laughs> That's kind of a, you know, we one of the reasons we got here to 30 years is that we didn't really have a solid 30 year plan. You know, we just sort of took things as it came and made the best of it and tried to have fun. That's my plan is take whatever's going to happen in the next 30 years and just have fun and make the best of it. And yeah, sure, I'll go on your pod. Why not? Sure, I'll go on your pod. Sure, I'll go on your pod. 
Why not? <laughs> Such good editing. Uh, thanks, man. I did that on my phone. Um, that more. I I think uh, I think I was going to get gas at Costco or something, and uh, and yeah, I just did a quick little edit. I swear, you're so good. You're so handy with editing that you do it. You, whenever I, I say, "Hey, when did you cut this?" and you go, oh, "I was uh, dropping." Dropping my son off at at, at uh, you know at school, and I had, you got a strike while the iron <laughs> yeah, is hot. I was in the parking lot the... for three minutes, so I put together this yeah. fifteen minute edit. What the? How does that even work? <laughs> yeah, so we have evidence that Jim um, Jim does want to come on the pod. I know that we have some very excited people about that. So we're we and just to, uh, to we'll let we'll see if Jim is excited <laughs> yeah, about it, right? <laughs> I was trying to uh, judge the body language, looking at how many blinks he had afterward. He maintained eye contact, <laughs> which is good, you know. But that was it. When yeah. I heard that, it's like hey, I got I to reassess this. So it seemed like he uh, was into it. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so uh, so yeah. Uh, hopefully, uh, our paths will cross. Um, yes. At some point, may, may the stars align. <laughs> um. And so I guess now we can get into the. Uh, the demos. Yeah. Or not, not the, the well, demos, just the, sorry. the track. The song. Yeah, the song, which yeah. is, uh, yeah, Drugs or Me, which is, uh, it's a pretty heavy, heavy song. Yeah, that's a that's a heavy ultimatum. Uh, but this is also, am I wrong? Is this our first segue? No, it's not. Because uh, uh, Caveman had a great segue. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, there were two songs that I had picked um, if if this wasn't our segue, I was going to bring them up, and I know I've brought them up before. I just can't remember in what context. Bring it up. Uh, there were two. There's two songs that uh, that I that I know that have segues. The one that I know I brought up was Brain Stew into Jaded, right? right. And how how K Rock is. Uh, I don't know if there's any the other alternative stations. If Karak um, K- if ninety eight point seven does it, but I know that K Rock has always taken uh brain stew and because they let the guitar ring out it goes straight into jaded and the whole song itself is like four and a half minutes if you put both of them together yep so it's not crazy uh but there's also one that is not is not a you know track one and track two but people don't necessarily know that it's a segue maybe if they haven't listened to uh enema of the state but i always catch adam's song and all the small things right Uh uh-huh it's got this yeah Adam's yeah. song is a very it's a it's a serious song, totally. but then it ends in this what I th- what I'm assuming is some kind of it's it sounds like like a synth strings, but it sounds kind of like it could be a, a major chord and then jumps into all the small things. But that's yeah. another segue that if you don't catch it, you just kind of hear the you know they just yep. they just bring that straight in and it goes dun 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 totally. But this one, yeah, you can't really tell with drugs or me because it's so quiet. But yeah. if you listen to Pain, oh yeah, you can definitely you can hear that just goes right. Why don't on we through. listen to that real quick? Okay, because the intro is so great anyway. Yeah. Okay. So um, let's. You want to go through Pain or? Uh, just yeah. We don't have to listen to all of Pain. <laughs> oh, just a sec. I know it's not a pain episode, but I just love that intro. Okay, here we'll go to this. So I think it starts around two thirty-five. Uh, 
Oh. Yeah. So pretty. Is that piano and guitar then? I think so. I think it's a clean a clean channel with a piano. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so good. Oh man. Yeah, and, and um, that one unifying bit is it sounds like they just took uh not necessarily feedback, right? But it's just it's an active amp. And I don't know yeah. if that was necessarily active at the end of pain, but you can't tell when it comes in and that's what that's what feeds you through. Yeah, it reminds me of a lot of the stuff on the singles album. Yeah. Um uh and I I love that noise that the 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 way that they utilize noise um and they harness it and use it as a tool as opposed to uh you know the first time you're having band practice with your other friends in your garage and you're like, "Oh god, the noise." Right. So bad. Um so yeah, that's that's strong, man. Um and uh, and so, yeah, I, I with that, that yes, it's absolutely incredible. Uh, there's like, yeah, some effects coming out, uh, like some sort of weird delay that they were using um, uh, on that ring out. That's and they and they let it kind of happen. Uh, happy. Accidents. Yeah, the, it's yeah, it's very. And with that ambient noise that they include in there in addition to that arpeggiated piano or guitar combination. So it's such a trance-like song. If you really, when we get into the lyrics and you listen to these lyrics um, in verse two, I just, it it almost made me emotional listening to, the, the music is almost, it's so repetitive that you get lost in it. And I mean, if you're listening to the lyrics, you just, it just takes you so far down into this place in your mind. I mean, if you want to go there, yeah, but it's a you know this is a heavy heavy uh, heavy track. Well, yeah. So let's start with verse one and uh, work our yeah. way down. It's 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 pretty uh, surface level. There's we're not gonna have to go line by line to figure out what he's talking about, right? But I, I do want to ask you about the very first line. So stay with me. You're the one I need. Um, do you mm-hmm. think that stay with me is not necessarily like um, just continue to be with me? Do you think this could all this could almost be like hey you know slap him on the cheek, stay with me here. Uh, and then oh, giving them those uh, those yeah ah oh, I like that you know it could be and it- well yeah I think um, everybody takes this uh, every I, yeah. I think it's a great song that can be contextualized to anybody's experiences and yeah I think that's a really good re- read into that line yeah and I and I didn't initially think of that when I went into verse two that that kind of made me think maybe this is a little bit uh stronger of a message than it it could be, which is still this is still kind of a I think that this is two people having a conversation or at least one person having a conversation with somebody else so you're the one I need uh I think there's an a emphasis you know you can't you don't have any uh, italics or asterisks in here asterisks. But I think that you're the one I need is what they're saying in this. Mm. Stay with me. You're the one I need. Not, you know, I don't need anything else. You're the person. I need you here. I need you awake. I need you coherent. I need you alive. Um, You make the hardest things seem easy. That to me just sounds like words of encouragement. Giving, building someone's esteem, right? Man, you're so good. You're so good at at making the hardest things seem easy. I, I wish I was as good as you. 
Yeah. And not really pay. I don't know if it's. Or even the hardest things in my life are easier, are made easier by you being. Yeah. And I don't think it's necessarily any kind of like uh, patronizing that kind of comment. I think it's a sincere. uh, You make you make the hardest things seem easy. There's you know, there's a lot. You're a very powerful person. um, But uh, at this moment in time, you might be under the influence of something that's that's taking you away from me. Keep my heart somewhere. Drugs don't go. I think that's a beautiful line in this song. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I think it's like, hold my heart in a place that's out of reach of the drugs you're taking, your thoughts. Let's just keep that one piece pure. If that if there's one piece of me in your mind that you can keep pure, uh, make it my heart because that's what I'm loving you with. Is like, this is this is what I have, my unconditional love for you. Would you say that's about right? Yeah. And there's something also very um, innocent about the way that he phrases somewhere drugs don't go. Um, It's almost childlike. Um, So it could be somebody talking to a parent um, or something like that. Yeah. Could very well see that. And the last couple of lines where the sunshine slows, always keep me close. And yeah, with those lines, I think of, I think of peace. I think of a, a dreamlike, um, place in their minds that he's he's trying to get this other person you know where the sunshine slows it's just you're taking a moment to uh, this is the third song if, if i'm remembering correctly where where jim has said let's just take a moment out of this our busy lives take a breath and just take it all in for a moment let it you know let the sunshine slow yeah that's what i'm gathering from these these last couple of lines in this first verse mm-hmm. and always keep me close man Keep me here. I'm always. I want. I want to be. I want to be by you. I want you to be with me, and I want you yes. to want me to be with you. And then we jump into the chorus. If you could, if you could only see. If I'm sorry. If only you could see the stranger next to me. Uh, that's clearly saying they're not like themselves. But you won't. You wouldn't be able to see this unless you were in my position right now. If you could only see what how different you are when you take mm-hmm. drugs, right? Uh, and hope you know, and perhaps this was before you could take video, um, you know, or that's that's far out of the reach of what he's the message he's trying to convey here. But you know, that's what I think of now is just there's so much that's recorded. Um, they making the mistake of if you if you've ever had a night where you've gone a little too far, like with like let's say you've you've you just had a heavy night of drinking and. The next morning you wake up to a couple of weird texts from your friends is like, I can't believe you sent me that, man. You're wild. And you kind of think, right. what did I send you? And that right. is now recorded forever in their memory. It's 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 in your sent messages, whatever it is that you sent. You know, it's like it's different nowadays. It could be at least to seeing how you are when you're in that state that, you know, is maybe not who you are as a person. Ninety nine percent of the day. So I think that's what that is saying. And and you promise, you promise that you're done, but I can't tell you from the drugs. Yeah. Which I think the drugs is, it's like the drugs are making the excuses or the person's making the excuses, but it's been so many times in, right. in them saying, the making these excuses that I just can't, I can't even tell anymore. You know, it's like I'm at, I'm at my wits end with you making these lies or promises, these false promises of cleaning up. Yeah. Oof. And then we go into uh, then we go into verse two, where this is uh, in this song. This is my favorite little verse. Here is uh, this this you, you talked about childlike and 
you know, when he says somewhere drugs don't go, this this whole verse to me sounds very um, childlike, young at heart. Don't let go. We'll dig a great big hole. Down an endless hole, we'll both go. Mm-hmm. Man. Uh, it just seems like they want to. Ch- let's just change our focus. Let's let's not. Let's get out of our lives here. Let's work on something together. I want to be with you. I want to help you, as I've proclaimed in the first verse. But let's just let's dig a great big hole. It's just going to be you and me. We're going to dig this hole down and just see where it goes. It's a, it might be an endless hole, but we'll be together away from the drugs. And the second half of verse two, I get I get a. Uh, a feeling of exasperation now. You're so blind, exclamation mark, right? You're so blind. You can't save me this time. Hope comes from inside, and I feel so low tonight. And with that shift in the feeling and, I guess, like, the delivery of this, it almost sounds like it's a change of perspective, maybe. Right. That this, I was going to wonder if the whole verse was a change yeah. in perspective. Yeah. Maybe we'll dig a great big hole. Maybe they're because kind of seeing the that abuser is digging themselves into a hole by continuing to use. Yeah, and then we'll both go down this. You you can be with me, but you're going to have to take me as I am going down this big endless hole. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I think with that shift, especially with uh, the exclamation mark there, uh, I think that that's that's a clear shift of perspective in this to where it's now the uh, the other person in this story. Would that be the antagonist if we're going to go the protagonist antagonist? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Uh, and then the chorus one more time. And I don't know, does is verse two sonically is that different from verse one? Do they add or re- remove any? Maybe I'm just thinking of how the chorus cuts out and then it goes back into the verse and it's quiet again. They've got just that. Um, I think there's more drums in verse yeah, two. Maybe that's what it is, but it just seems to hit a little bit harder. Which is very, that's very much Jimmy World's, uh, you know, that's their their recipe is they they do that, those they'll add in if it's Rick on bass. Yeah, totally. Or if it's, it's Zach, man, they'll just like, let's do it. Let's do the actual drums instead of the synth drums. And it's just going to bring people back in. Yeah. Ooh. So we get into the chorus now again, but the second half, there's a second half of the chorus, right? Where it continues on, but I can't tell you from the drugs. And then it goes, I wish that you could see this face in front of me. You're so sorry, you swear it, you're done, but I can't tell you from the drugs. Uh, what a sad state to be in. It just seems like that this person wants to help. And I've never, personally, I've never been on the other end of someone that's so um, adamant about continuing like a, like a, an abusive habit. Mm-hmm. But it just mm-hmm. seems like just there's, again, more exasperation here and just, uh, I don't know, frustration almost. That yeah. they're they're going through. Uh, you know they need help, um, and they say they're going to change. But when has it ever been different? You got you start to go through those experiences in your head about when. How many times have you told me this before? I mean, this is this is us repeating this scenario again and again. So, which I think is a great, which is a great segue into the bridge. And I don't know if you have the liner notes for this one, but from the genius notes. It does have the initial the initial parts of each one of these lines in parentheses. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, sorry. Yeah, I don't have the uh, the because I don't own this yeah. album on vinyl. Yeah, um, it's one they've yet to repress, I believe. Uh, and it's tough to read the scan that I have yeah. because all the O's are blue. 
Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm assuming that this one, you know, because it, it sounds it's from Genius. No one has. I'll take a look. Let me it. take a look. But I'm pretty sure that makes sense for them to be in parentheses. But let's say that verse one is the protagonist. Verse two is the antagonist. Uh, the chorus is a little uh, another another explanation from a further explanation from the protagonist, just ex- explaining their their level of frustration. The bridge might actually be a conversation or back and forth, maybe a, 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 a conversation between those two people. Take me. I need your help so far away uh, to pull me. I always thought it was I need your hand. That's cool. You know what? I did. I didn't. I did. I forgot to put that in there. You're right. I need your hand. But he says, I need your help. I always thought it was I need your hand. But if. Oh, OK. I'm going to check the liner notes now. I'm working on it. Uh. Uh, for and then the, the next line is so far away, and they reply to pull me up. Didn't know he said take the wheel to pull me up. Take the wheel because he goes take the wheel. Take the wheel. Yeah. Uh huh. And then lines three and four take me out from me, so far out from me. Kind of seems like two people. If you could imagine them back to back singing out yeah. their point in time, like this is where I'm coming from. This is where I'm coming from. They're just. They're just kind of talking past each other almost or away from each other, I guess, in that in that uh, analogy. But it, uh, that's that's what I'm gathering from the bridge. And then the chorus integrates those pieces from the bridge and you can hear them. So the chorus then goes, take me if you could only see I need your help. It's just it's it's I love how it's it's yeah. just builds to it. It has built to this point to where now the bridge is integrated with the chorus. Uh, which repeats twice, you know, so the chorus that we got, we got the chorus where we had three lines. Then we got the chorus where we had um, two sets of three lines. Now we have the chorus where it's essentially four lines and four lines with the bridge bits integrated. It's it, it's such a beautiful build. And let me look at this. Yeah. What is how long is this? And the liner notes and uh, don't have it this way. The liner notes just have the line as one at the end i need your hand to pull me up take the wheel out from me take me so far keep my heart somewhere drugs don't go yeah which makes more sense because you know we were looking at the other uh was it lucky denver mint where they had like the bare minimum of lyrics they'll have one line that they repeated eight times but they'll just put it in there as one line and then yeah i kind of like when bands do that but there's no way they actually like ever think of it that way (laughs) (laughs) And uh, so you've got those two repetitions of this new blended chorus, which is, I think it's, it's just a beautiful layering in there. Uh, and then what's labeled as the outro, where it cuts back out to just Jim singing. In fact, I have here in my notes that, do you have this, or, or did you see this in Wikipedia, the female voice at five minutes and 13 seconds? Uh, did we figure out who was on Futures? Wow. Uh, give me just a minute. Okay. Yeah, I, I have that information. Yeah. I can't remember who it was. If it was, um, well, if it was one of I believe, the usual girls. Right. Uh, let's take a look. Let's take a look. I just cropped that image too. <laughs> uh, produced by Gunlar and reported cello. Yeah, Liz, Liz Fair is on track three, but I don't see. I mean, it's possible they got Liz Fair on this. It's, it's just as Liz Fair appears courtesy of Capitol Records. Yeah. Uh, on the album liner notes, it doesn't say what track she's on. Let me see if dr- uh, I'm drugs for me. Let me see if Discogs has anything specific on this. Sometimes they'll have a little bit more info. Um, 
Ah, uh, yes, I'm on the page where I'm, I choose one of 75 different versions of this. Oh, fuck, yeah. And you know what? When I do my research, I open all 75 of those <laughs> and search term every one oh, for this man. track. Yeah, it doesn't um, have it labeled. I, shoot. That was one thing I, I didn't have a chance to look at. I'm just going to Google Liz Fair Drugs Are Me and uh, Drugs Are Me lyrics by Liz Fair. So... This lyrics.lol has this as a Liz Fair song. Whoa. Hmm. Uh, seems like an algorithm mistake to me. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and a work has Liz Fair for sure. But yeah, I don't see. That's the only place that it says that that's Liz Fair. Okay. Is lyrics.lol. So we don't want to believe them or. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like believe what you want. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I can't see it if it's well, if it's it's very short. So it's just from if it's five thirteen, it's just for a minute. Yeah, so it's just, I, I, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna I'm gonna say with uh, some certainty that by the end of this episode, I will have found it in my my uh, doing it live research. Okay. Well, I'll, I I will have mud on my face if that is actually Jim doing a very high falsetto, and I just when I why don't we listen to it real okay, quick? Here we go. So five thirteen. And it's not necessarily the... I would buy it if you told me it was somebody or if you told me it was Jim. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. And and I'm not even necessarily talking about the those ahs that are way up there. They go, ah. Right. But those are also something to question. Yes. That, to me, sounds like a definite female voice. What I'm talking Who's about... Who's Gil Norton got in his yeah, back pocket? There is, a, um, there is a voice alongside Jim's. That it sounds, it doesn't sound like his voice. I don't know if Tom gets up that high, but I'm, I, I suspect that there is another female in there. It's I, Rick. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? That's when he shines. Get it, Rick. <laughs> Ricky. Yeah. So just to close this out, we've got the outro, with the, which is Keep My Heart. Uh, Jim comes back in. Keep my heart somewhere drugs don't go. Where the sun shines slows. Always keep me close. And that I love how it pauses, so cool. yeah, on each one of those is just beautiful. Yeah. Did you catch this at the very bottom of, let me jump to it, Genius? I had no, and this is what I was searching for before the um, before our episode here. Uh, I'll read first the About section on Genius. Drugs Are Me transitioned seamlessly from the previous song on the album, Pain, both musically and lyrically, whereas pain is written from the perspective of someone falling into addiction, Drugs Are Me is written from the opposite perspective of a person who is witnessing someone they fall, uh, they, they love fall into addiction. I don't necessarily, you know, discount, I don't want to discount that. I, li- I, I think they're two separate things. When we get into the pain episode, we'll look at that. But I do feel like this is somebody that's watching someone fall deeper into um, uh, addiction. But at the very bottom of this, a comment on this was from DL, so I don't know who this is. Uh, From what I've heard, this song is about Jim Adkins' sister and her battle with drugs. 
So I did come across, yeah, that post. And I hadn't seen anything about yeah, that. Yeah, I couldn't find any corroborating evidence that... J- but it seems like an interesting, specific thing to mention. Right. I couldn't find it on song meanings. I searched specifically for that site with those tags. Couldn't find anything. So I don't know. But it does, yeah, seem suspiciously uh, specific there. Yeah. And I'll be honest, I had no idea he even had a sister. I just thought he just had a brother. I didn't know that either. Uh, so, yeah, I just keep seeing that David Campbell arranged the strings on the track. Yeah. Um, but I did open all of those tabs. So <laughs> RIP my computer. Uh, you're probably at the. Uh, I can hear um, I can hear the fan going right you now. You can hear the fan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was going to say you're at the um, uh, noise print. My. Uh... Yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I honestly can. And I'm well. I'm using uh, Chrome, which is the worst. I use the worst Chrome one. for the pod. Oh yeah, yeah. It's the, it's the, I, but I use it specifically for the pod where I can keep my bookmarks separate and be logged into everything for the pod and everything. Anyway, that's the whole thing. Um, let's talk about uh, demos. Yes, and and the sick remix. You know what? I, I do I, not love remixes, but this remix is so good. Yeah, when I listen to "Stay on My Side" tonight, I listen all the way through, and that's track five, I think, five or six on yeah. that. Uh, I listen all the way through. I looked at what people had to say on the subreddit. I'd say it was like fifty-fifty, maybe even more. People didn't like the remix from "Star." Oh, really? I yeah, I, I like it. I didn't go to the sub for this one. Um, well, cool. Um, that's yeah. So uh, let's listen. We have a couple of the demos in. We're supposed to start hating on songs, though. Oh yeah, so, uh, you, know, you know what? We gotta get on that. <sighs> yeah, I can't though. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so so anyway, sorry. Hit go ahead. me with. Um, do you have uh, the demos up or the links? I sure do. Yeah. Uh, so let's listen to the demo for "Hate the Bliss," mm. which is the early name for uh, the original demo. Uh, drugs are me and then there's the trombino demo so here we go this is hate the bliss there's no one in town who i know what oh <laughs> i was thinking the same damn thing dude <laughs> the harmonies can't you oh that was me yeah, yeah.
this just feels like fall. Oh, man. This is why people say this is the fall album. I like that offbeat kick drum, man. Yeah, or whatever it is, if it's a it's a, a big drum. Do you have your hands up? Yeah, baby. Don't go I won't let you 
Well, that guitar break was totally um, unexpected. <laughs> I love that. Uh, yeah, and I that was tight. That's I think that's the second time that we have mentioned uh, Creed on our podcast. I think. We, <laughs> oh yeah, man. And I, well, I you check. don't go, you don't go double mer uh, for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> there is no Creed podcast, so there you go. That's uh, there's a market there. Oh man. Uh, uh, okay, so th- yeah, that was tight. Um, and then there's so that's the trombino demo. Mm-hmm. Now we can listen to the demo demo, um, and hear uh, what we think of that. That's got to be with the oh, with the keyboard. I right? send yeah, you send that. me that link. <laughs> that's got to be uh, a keyboard though. That that sound that that uh, it sounded like something shooting off into space. <laughs> cool sound, very trombino. Yeah. All right, this is the demo, the proper demo, only because this is just, this is the one that that, uh, immediately precedes the actual album version. Here we go. Timing? The, the timing seem off? Down and uh, yes, but I almost feel like it's intentional. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, definitely. obviously it is, but yeah, it's like a drag. Yeah, like I can't catch it. Yeah, there you go. It works. Yeah. 
Arpeggiated piano is like postal service. Yeah, it's so good. see that as like a 15 minute escapade at the end of like let's say the end of the show before the encore where Jim's just out there with an acoustic and like an RC30 and just layers himself and yeah. cuts it at the very end where it's just him singing that last line maybe yeah. and that's maybe that's why styrofoam took it and said I'm going to I'm going to run with this and give you guys um a, a remix on this cuz man hearing these demos I I haven't heard either of those demos before and oh cool yeah. yeah new stuff for me awesome yeah they're vibey and both of them could have easily been the one you know yeah yeah um, there were some lyrics i think that i'm glad they changed because repeating them 
hearing the the actual album lyrics, repeating them didn't seem like that was like the proper application. Maybe figuring out a different lyric to put the second time. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. They, dad getting home when <laughs> dad gets home. <laughs> but yeah, man, that seems so adolescent, doesn't it? Yeah, that totally. whole that whole uh, yeah, just all the lyrics. In but there. I mean, that sort of makes it feel like you know maybe it is siblings. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, man. Oh man, I did. I definitely got some research in while we were doing that. Yeah. And I, 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 I don't know, man. I think it's Jim. Yeah. I, if you had told me if it were somebody else, I'd believe you. But also, if you make me think that maybe it's Jim, I'd believe you. Yeah. You know, we we've heard him. When you really listen to it, we've been. I think I fooled myself listening, thinking, oh, that there's no <laughs> way that that's that's Jim layering himself again. But no, it's it's his voice, and then there's the harmony lyric, and then there or the harmony line, and then on top of that, there's and, and, it's, and it's all with mixing. But there's the higher one that is it could totally be Jim again. Yeah, because they've been very very good about mentioning when any any other artist has had uh, any any kind of inclusion in a track. Right? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. They, they're not uh, keeping yeah, secrets, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, can you believe it? I got through all of those. Um, discogs pages <laughs> now my fan is uh cooled off now my fan is starting to cool off a little bit what was that that sounded like the who <laughs> D- didn't it i was actually i clicked yeah. over i was looking at uh <laughs> the soundcloud page for styrofoam oh yeah and yeah. one of his first mixes uh popped started playing that's what that was ah got it You're so yeah right. we better still talk about the styrofoam remix uh, i yeah. looked up mr styrofoam yeah um, i wanted to know his- i've always wanted to know yeah, his name is Arnie von Petgum. Petgum. Yeah, it's Petgum. It. Yeah, Arnie von Petgum. Belgian. Petgum. Uh, uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, I don't know. He's got like he's he's got a lot of stuff. Up. I'm assuming. I'm assuming there's like the Postal Service because he's got a couple Styrofoam remixes for Postal Service. Yeah, and obviously, like I loved. I think everything I like about the Styrofoam remix of Drugs Are Me is how it feels like the postal service doesn't it so, i mean it's just it, yeah. it's like it um chopped yeah chopped and remixed yeah totally yeah but his uh you know there's so many terms out there but it's uh his and i believe this is from the wikipedia a one a belgian one man glitch electronica project indietronic i don't know if that's the uh like the combined term for glitch electronica I think so. Right, but it's very much in that same uh, category as as post. There's a there's that Deathnotronic um, Re- Reggie and the Full Effect song. Jeez, <laughs> it's one of his characters is uh, this uh, Eastern European DJ. <laughs> well, after dude, after hearing Crust Punk and Crust Court, nothing is going to surprise me with terminology that describes yeah. a sound. I I can't. I mean, that's it to me. That's the pinnacle right now. Nothing has has taken over that. <laughs> yeah, that position. Oh, man. So yeah, it definitely looks like a guy who's way too cool for me. Um, Mr. Arne. Uh-huh. Yeah, he fi- he's, uh, he's figured his his uh he's figured out where he is with music. Definitely. He knows yeah. what he wants and what he what he's going to create. Yeah, I'm trying to look through his discography and see if there's any any other artists that he worked with that I'm familiar with and I'm into. Well, did you look at his the SoundCloud uh Styrofoam remixes? Uh I mean, I saw that they were there, but because I have it, I didn't look into it. Gotcha. What, uh, it's just a collection of remixes. Let me see if there's anyone that rings a bell to you. So you clearly knew about the the Postal Service in here. He's got a couple of American analog set. Uh, oh, okay. I'm familiar with and that. And then who else here that... The the most popular one for him is Mum. I'm, I'm not familiar with Mum. 
Mm-mm. Nope. And then, yeah, he's got three American Analog set. Yeah, I'm like on his Discogs, and yeah. I'm looking at like everything he's ever worked on. Yeah, nothing's nothing rings a bell to me, but that doesn't mean that you know that's not popular stuff with other people. Sure, sure. Oh, I take that. I take that back. Mum is not the highest. It was the Postal Service. Nothing better remix. That's got 143,000 listens on um, SoundCloud. Yeah, I buy that. Yeah, for sure. Right. So I've been doing this for what did I see on his? He's been around for a long time. So his first one was yeah, uh, 2000. So he caught. He's still putting stuff out as of 2016. So yeah, he got them. 2005. I don't know when he actually put it together. If it if it was actually if it was in 2004, but it was released on Stay on My Side tonight. So I'm assuming that it was sometime yeah. in between then. Yeah. Because it does sound like this. The all of the bits were from the album version, right? It doesn't sound like any pieces were. I don't think so. Let's take a listen to it. But yeah, it sounds more. It sounds like it's glitching the track itself. Right. Yeah. All right. Here it is. Does take a while before he gets into the verse too. Yeah. Just a huge build, man. Oh yeah. Yeah, wait for the drop. He's starting to introduce that bass line that goes with the the verse. Yeah. Thank you. 
I don't think you can appreciate this without headphones on. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? There's so much. Or driving at night. This is good night drive. sounded like so, when he goes for the line C when he goes C wait C uh-huh. it sounded like he pitch shifted the lower one instead of using mm. the actual note I don't know there's a lot of intricate pieces to this that uh, I didn't you can't really tell unless you listen with with headphones in my opinion it would be cool to like have of the the music video for this just be the pro tools session and the stems oh, and yeah. seeing like how it was manipulated in what way and what gets you know what i mean yep. that would be a cool way to do like a um like that sort of uh like not a lyric video but like a i don't know what you would call that type of video but yeah i yeah i mean it's a it's it's kind of like how they do speed drawings it'd be like a, a speed session for editing yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And you know, I, I checked him out. He's still doing classes. He's doing classes on uh, on synth uh, digital music. And I want to say it was maybe like the, one of those more recent Instagram posts. But just him, he's got his little coffee in front of him. His his tiny little keyboard that he'll he'll probably play notes on. But then he's got his his whatever rig he's got behind it. His computer up and is teaching remotely. Very cool. <laughs> yeah. All right, so uh, what else? Uh, oh, uh, so one thing I did want to touch on since we listened to the all the different versions of the song was in the liner notes, uh, we have a Jim writing, this is probably the longest paragraph in the liner notes regarding to how they worked on songs and how they evolved. So drugs are me. Like we've been saying, we demo and we re-demo songs constantly in order to make them the best we can. Originally, there were acoustic strumming eighth notes through the whole song. They were the anchor working on those songs taught us that you have to be willing to scrap the part to which you are most attached in order to make the song better. It could be that you've been tricked into thinking it's better than it is because it's the first thing you heard. There's a widely used term for this phenomenon called demoitis, which he talks <laughs> about on path, past three yes, does recently. Um, or it could be you do honest, uh, you do honestly like the part, but are wrong to think that it's working. 
This version of Drugs Are Me is important because it changed how we thought of approaching it. We decided to let it be more natural. From here, we built the song up around the vocal, only letting back in the most essential elements. We ditched the strumming acoustic as its secondary anchor for the song and went with the arpeggiated guitar piano line, Jim. Uh, now, which version? <laughs> the Trombino demos are the ones that were released on the message boards, right? And that's the one with so, the eighth, the the eighth note uh, guitar strums, right? So the other version that he's referring to here is the other version we listened right. to. Right. Good, good sleuthing. <laughs> nice sleuthing, Gumshoes. Um, uh, also, on the liner notes, it should be noted. I, we sort of mentioned that David Campbell did the uh, string arrangements. Yeah. They were recorded at Oceanway Studios in L.A. by Jake Davies and assisted by Greg Burns. And then uh, I think, yeah, Drugs Are Me was mixed at Avatar Studios in New York. Um, so, yeah. And then all of that. Um, and now I've culled a bunch of more information about this song uh, uh, while we were listening to all these different versions of the Excellent. song. Excellent. Uh, um, I came across, uh, the, yes. o- the only thing from Reddit that I came across uh, that I wanted to share tonight was a one year ago, uh, a user Piskian19 posted the Drugs Are Me Styrofoam remix in BPD songs, a okay. subreddit. And there's nothing in the sidebar to explain this, but, you know, the, the acronym here. Um, and I was unfamiliar. I started looking at the posts there. And just to give you an idea, they've got, um, they had a couple of Evan Essence songs, some Phoebe Bridgers songs. Uh, let's see what else they have. A Neil Young song. So it's like all over the place. And I ended up going on to, what was it Urban Dictionary? There was a, there was a couple, uh, several uh, of the same definition. I think it's borderline personality disorder songs. I see. I right? See. I was unfamiliar with that. I was unfamiliar with the I term. I love that. Yeah, Phoebe Bridgers would be in there. Yeah. yeah. And and I looked at, looked it up and it just says that uh, it's a mental illness that makes you feel like a third-degree burn victim to emotions stands for borderline personality disorder and is characterized by nine diagnostic characteristics. Uh, people who suffer are often very intelligent but low-functioning due to impulsive decision-making and suicidal gestures. Kind of a heavy subreddit, and interesting to find that the the Styrofoam remix was actually on there. And it got us you know, no comments on it, but it got a few upvotes. I can't tell. I mean, I don't know when people say, oh, it got downvotes. I can't see that. I don't know where that is, but... sure. But it, uh, that's where I found this track, kind of buried in this BPD songs subreddit. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, let's see what I got. But I've I get got... it, man. It's, it's a heavy one. Oh, yeah, totally. They've only played it 63 times. The first time was in 2004, November 2nd, uh, at the McDonald Theater in Eugene, Oregon. The last time was November 22nd, 2014. Uh, they mostly played it for the 10-year anniversary. And they talked about it in a couple articles um, with AZ Central and stuff like that, uh, where they were asked, are there songs from Futures you'd never played live? Yeah, I don't think we ever played Night Drive before, and I think we, I don't think we've ever done Drugs or Me before, and most of that material, blah, 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 blah. This is an article from, yeah, October 2014. So while they probably had played it around the time that the album had come out, it was not a staple in the set. Um, and this is Jim talking to AZ Central. Uh-huh. Um, I love that Jim like doesn't know like wh- what was it? What was the song where he was like, "We never played this one before," and then it was like very 
I think there was another instance where we'd seen that they had played it before that. Um, it just wasn't a staple of the set. Right. So, um, and uh, let's see. Oh, uh, and let's see. Who did they talk to for this? This is like, I can't tell if it's lowhud.com. I don't know what that means. Um, but let's see who they th- are talking to on this. Uh, future blah, blah, blah. Atkins. So Jim talks to lowhud.com. And uh, mentions that there's a handful of songs we've never played before until we decided to do this tour. Night Drive, Drugs Are Me, and World You Love. I think it was Night Drive was the one where he's like, we never played this before. So he was really like kind of doing that media train. Right. Like, I'm going to stick to this story on this tour. Um, and, and, you know, it's fine. It, it's inconsequential whether or not they played it before. Um, and it makes the people that were at the show feel like they saw something absolutely really special. Right. Right. <laughs> um, uh, but here he also said, and world you love, we haven't played since the main album support tour Polaris. We don't play that much just tonight. Nothing wrong. We don't play out. So, uh, so yeah, those were a couple things that I saw. Um, uh, I'm skipping past the stuff that uh, you had touched on already. Uh, that I copied and pasted. I did see this on... No, we sort of talked about that. The transition and all that stuff. So I I came across this article from the AV Club. 24 songs that derail albums. Did you see this? <laughs> no. No. This is number 21 on their 24 songs that derail albums. Oh, now on. the top ones are like Elvis, Prince, and stuff like that. But... Jimmy World made it on here. I was going to say, okay, said. you know what? The the context aside, just to be included in that list sounds like yeah, worthy. I I was pretty proud, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, it would be or it could be argued that Jimmy Eat World's most celebrated album, 1999's Clarity, belongs on this list due to 122395, a momentum killing trifle dropped in the middle of the record. But that song is a wispy nuisance. Unlike the six and a half minute after school special that is Drugs Are Me Jeez. from 2004's Futures, at least the groan inducing title offers listeners fair warning. The lyrics are equally obvious and ham fisted. Keep my heart somewhere drugs don't go, sings guitarist vocalist Jim Adkins, later adding, You promise, you promise that you're done, but I can't tell you from the drugs. The song's plodding tempo drags it down further, unnecessarily stretching out each line, which Adkins repeats over and over and over. Jeez, Jeez. man. Although, here we go. Uh, you know, we're injecting the hate into the uh, episode. So <laughs> I love the song still. Yeah. Um, and to me, it just sounds like they didn't this- listen as closely as they should have. Yeah. On the on the surface level, I could see. And that's initially yeah. what I thought about it when I when I first heard Futures. That was of all of the tracks. That was the one I mean, I'm looking at them now that I would I could I could have clicked forward and jumped to Polaris. But yeah, now I see there's a lot more to it that I should have given it more of a chance. There's another hater we know on this list that we'll get to. Oh, is um, it, it does are his initials JTO? We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Um, this was another article. This was Phoenix Musician's favorite song. So Andrew Cameron Klein uh, on Drugs Are Me. Andrew Cameron Klein of Weird Radicals and Scam Likely says his favorite track called Drugs Are Me from Future. His favorite is a track called Drugs Are Me from 2004's Futures. Jimmy Eat World was required listening for Phoenician teens of the late 90s and early aughts. 
in, in an inescapable juggernaut of emo cred and later top 40 hits, he says. There are many songs I could choose from their undisputed classics, Clarity and Bleed American, but the first song that sprung to mind was Drugs Are Me Off Futures, Whoa. a sonic departure. It retains all hallmarks of their most recognized work while exploring darker hues, both lyrically and in execution. Most of the song is bathed in feedback as we observe a relationship disintegrating because of drug use. In its uh, denouement, it reaches operatic heights as the feedback gives way to melody. A powerful and emotional song, as powerful and imaginative as anything they'd ever do. I think that's a great write-up. Oh, yeah. Andrew Cameron Klein fucking gets it. Yeah. You know who doesn't get it? Side by side with that. Yeah, right. Yeah, AB, AB and I'm going to sandwich it with fucking Jake T. O'Donnell. Yeah, damn it, Jake. <laughs> and I glossed over this when we talked about the Night Drive episode, but he listed this and I, I read it. It's from his disintegration uh, write up that he said, here's a fun thought experiment that you're, will drive you completely insane if you're like me. If you replace the three worst songs on Futures, Drugs Are Me, Pain, uh, 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 Night Drive, and Nothing Wrong, or Pain, take your pick. With disintegration over and closer, would that make Futures Jimmy Eat World's best album? Don't answer that. So, yeah, he listed it in that set of songs yeah. that he thinks could very well not have to be on that album. But to wrap it back up, this is a, a very short thing, but there's that wise guy, um, in the music subreddit where he talks about he's like introducing people that don't know Jimmy world and giving them like the, the, the tracks they should listen to and all that stuff. He says, drugs for me is another deep ballad about a friend love interest dealing with drug addiction, or at least I think, um, he, he singled it out as an out as an album track. You should probably check out separate of the bangers on the album. So, um, I thought that was kind of a cool little, but no, uh, yeah, no disparaging remarks, huh? No, 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 no. Good. Um, Okay, so that, I think, kind of covers it. I then made a playlist that I didn't listen to any of this stuff. <laughs> but I did want to hear a little bit of them playing it yeah. live. Um, okay. So let me hit refresh on this because I need to get my playlist. I didn't even copy links. I just fucking made a playlist. And uh, uh, So Drugs or Me. Uh, let's start with uh, the band at playing This Is A Show We Were At. Um, October 2nd, 2014, uh, which is uh, the anniversary is coming up here. Six years. Uh, you just shared a photo with me from the Invented yeah, release the Invented show that release. we went to. And that's the one where I bought the record at the show. And I think it might be signed. And uh, Wild. I think that's the show in Pomona yep. that we were promised jetpacks opened. Yes, that is true. Yeah. The only play- So I'm going to put... Go ahead. Oh, what? I was going to say, they only played four songs from that album. I looked at the set list this afternoon uh, for it Uh being that the Invented Tour, and they did 20 tracks. They only played four tracks off of Invented, which I was surprised at looking back, but I guess they had too many hits they couldn't pass up. Yeah, man. Uh, Okay, so here is Drugs Are Me Part 1 live at the Majestic Theater, Majestic Ventura Theater. Thank you. 
It's weird hearing people like scream. That's Robin, baby. Yeah. There's a four on the four section that's great and not being that completely all the way through the song and Jim sort of touches on that in the liner notes is uh, really cool and watching him do it live is really cool. So that is them playing it live back in 2014 during that um, extended or not extended that short futures tour. Now, it's funny. I was like, I did no research. Now I have 17 videos. Um, uh, I I don't know why I saved some of these. Uh, I did want to play this one, though. This is uh, before we get to covers. Uh, There's two things I wanted to play. This is Drugs or Me, Slowed and Reverb from Dying Years. Did you see this? No, I did not. Okay, this was actually because I do the sort by date added. This is the newest video added to YouTube for Drugs or Me Jimmy Eat World. Um, so here it is from user Dying Years. It's 12, it's almost 13 minutes long. Jeez. This is cool, man. It's decor, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh man, I dig this. We should have had this going out under the whole episode. <laughs> it sounds like it's cut in half. Exactly. Maybe. Oh, I wonder if it, I wonder if that's all it is, because it's twelve fifty-two and the runtime of the song is what? It's uh, five. Oh yeah, six twenty-six. Yep, there it is. It's cut in half. Yeah. Okay. It's exactly in half. Okay. The video looks like the ring. Oh, totally. Like I my like phone's that effect, gonna ring. The VHS effect. Yeah, that's a Red Giant plug-in for sure. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. Okay, so there's that. And then, of course, I'm me, so I have to go off topic. Um, I'm going to send you this URL here. I have no idea if this is a cover. My gut says that it's not, so this is just some other song called Drugs Are Me um, by Supersonic Norman on Bandcamp. But also, I hope we're delightfully surprised and find that it is a Drugs or Me cover. Wouldn't that be awesome? 
All right, Supersonic Norman. Let's see. instrumental but I'm kinda, yeah at the beginning I'm I thought I heard uh, a, a, a line that sounded like it was from drugs or me but no not a, it's just uh, <laughs> just some guitar noodling well it's cool I mean, it's okay. pretty cool I like it not bad yeah for what it okay, is so I mentioned that uh, the demo sounded very churchy when uh, when uh, they got there and so sure enough I found a church cover yeah. of drugs or me <laughs> Videos the church on uh, YouTube. What was that video I sent you? Um, hey, everybody. I just want to <laughs> let you know to get your... Uh, please pass the plate. They just passed the plate right there. Make sure you, you stay and check summer out. Camp. Yes, summer camp. <laughs> we got coffee in the back, guys. I really want you to reflect on this past week and think of the things you're thankful for. <laughs> this is rad. They sound. It sounds like the fucking album. Yeah. Like. I don't even. I can't say anything bad about this. I mean, I don't want to say anything bad about this. It sounds like the goddamn album. They got the harmony too. Yeah, man. They just need some more dramatic lighting instead of this floodlight that's on. Yeah, this and they're like literally in front of like a movie screen or something. Like it's like the most. Now, if they had a spotlight on just him, that'd be very dramatic. But that looks like the house lights or whatever it is, the, the lights at the back for security. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, those aren't um, those aren't stage lighting. That's literally the security lights. Yeah. <laughs> you can tell it's a church because the drummer's behind that plexiglass. I, I was looking for it. I couldn't see it. It's so clean. You're right. It's very clean, yeah. That flat lighting. I wonder what that guy is thinking. I'm at the wrong place. <laughs> I don't know, man. They sound really good. Yeah, I mean, they sound fucking great. Okay. Um, this next one is Drugs Are Me, Jimmy Eat World. This is... Yeah. Oh! So, I saved this guy because his YouTube name is Get Atkins Soul. And is his goal to get Jim Atkins's soul? Whoa. <laughs> or I thought maybe this guy's like loaded up with soul. So I don't know. Let's give him a shot. can't tell where the vocals are coming from. Is that I the, think the TV? Somebody has a TV on or is talking? 
He's got talk radio going. couldn't find the one for a while so um <laughs> so cool I, I mean you know you got to do what you got to do if somebody's like going to be talking during your set yeah um you just cut the song in half um timing wise so she didn't expressly say this was jimmy world but her guitar looks fucking rad Stay with me. i love everything about this girl this is maddie channing on youtube and she has like this double cutaway acoustic that has like a plaid corset yeah. on it or something. It's fucking cool, man. And she got the nautical star on the inlay. Oh, I was going to ask what that was. If that was uh, from an apparel company, but it's the nautical star. Yeah. No, she definitely like, I mean, if she's not from the West Valley, she should move there. <laughs> So good. That Love is her. a bright green. Oh, she's got like a ton of covers. Yeah? Yeah, man. Misguided Ghosts. Oh, snap. That's a, uh, that's a, um, oh, it just took me over here. That's a Paramore cover. Ooh. Here, let's listen to like a second of her Paramore cover. Although, I queued up like my entire playlist because I found out how to do that and watch together. I, I saw. I'm looking will, at it, which is pretty neat. I don't neat. know if this will kill that. <laughs> uh, no, let's listen to this because I love Paramore. So good. Mm-hmm. Fucking love that song. Love that band. All right. Uh, it, it, I would say that how many covers did you pull? I pulled um, seven. And okay, I'm seeing two on your list. I'm seeing two that will that are back to back. I'm glad they're back to back. Okay. I was going to say how many of yours had girls? I think we have the most girls on this yeah. episode. Yep. And that makes me so happy. I would say one, two, three, four. So over fifty percent of oh, the videos. Oh yeah, you there's one. Out. Yeah, one guy, yeah. just one guy that I have in my list. Uh, you want to play a couple, and then uh, we can go back to my crazy list. Uh, yeah, I'll jump through to the 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 girl that or girls that you have a couple of lines down. So this is Jessica Muse. Yeah, which I was conf- now I have two used. So listen, well, listen to a, a, a bit of this. So th- this is the top result. I don't know. I I'm digging the eyeliner. It's super heavy, but I like it. Yeah, it's very 80s. Yeah. But just listen to her vocals in this one. What's that? Capo on like the five or something. Yeah. I don't even know what key this song's in, but she's doing the GCD back and forth. It's D flat, baby. Okay. Say with me. 
So check this one out. This one came out a year later. Same girl um, without the dyed hair now. But let me know if you like that first version better or this one. Different sound. Yeah, man. This could be uh, played at a wedding, you know. Totally. People are walking in. I mean, not terrible. Yeah, no. (laughs) Lyric-wise, no. She she changes her vocal style. I like it. Yeah. She sounds more confident in this one for sure. Maybe she moved to Nashville. But, I don't know. She's got yeah, that little bit of twang in there. I like it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I forgot about these videos. I was interested at these. So again, so I'm like going, I'm like girl cover, girl cover, girl cover. Then I saw these two videos. Check this out. This one's called Need This Now. It's Cat Mass... Cat Massock? <laughs> so... We've watched something similar to this, right? Yeah, what is this called? This is like extreme hula hooping or like not extreme, but like It's like the uh, color guard mixed with hula hooping. Yeah. She just doesn't have it's, the uh, it's the a pole little circuit. Yeah. Like I almost expect her to do like the you know like when um in like Cirque du Soleil where they have the big hula hoops and then they like kind of get oh, in yeah. them and roll around and stuff. I'm like, fuck, is she going to be able to do that with this? Like, so this girl is like in a dorm with like the most futon of futons with like the most like tie dye to flags, <laughs> like pinned up to the wall. Like this is the dormiest dorm I've ever seen. Um, and she's just doing this like these twirls. It's uh, with a hula hoop or something. It's kind of cool. I think you're right. It, um, I looked it up. It does look like it's called extreme hula hooping. <laughs> fuck yeah! I'd love to do, see her do like an eight stair or something. Jeez. Go down to the local church and like uh, bust bust this uh, down a rail. <laughs> uh, okay, so. I want this to be the same person. Assisted pull-ups and chin-ups. This is somebody working out to this song. No, this is Katie McGrath. Stay with me. 
Oh, I I see. I didn't I know what she meant. Assisted. So she's got a bungee. Yeah, I don't trust those things. The ones that sit up in the door. No way. That is one hundred percent gonna snap yeah. up and hit you. I've in the seen face. too many America's Funniest videos where those have come down on the people's face. Yeah. I wonder if she's like a kinesiology major or something, and she's like, like, why film this? Yeah. I don't know, man. People record themselves doing weird things. Yeah. This, yeah, and she's changing outfits, isn't she? Yeah. Oh, I, I like my assumption is this is like, I thought this was going to be like her uh, working towards something, and then at the end was not going to be using the bungee thing. Nope. It's just going to cut. So I'm interested in this. This is Swedish. Yeah. Jimmy Eat World hard style dubstep free download. So I would have assumed that this is a sweetness cover. Right. Eric rules you uh, seems to mention that he used drugs or me. So let's hear what uh, Swedish sounds like. I'm amped, man. Here comes the drop, baby. Oh my god, is he gonna get to it? I'm digging it. It says new track using audio from Jimmy Eat World's Drugs Are Me. At the end, it's going to be always keep me close right at the end. Like, I want to hear it when it drops. This could be it. This could, uh, every time it could be it. Every time. <laughs> I feel like I need a test tube shot now. Some really watered down <laughs> liquor with some food coloring in it. Air, you hear it? Uh, now I'm starting to hear it. Yeah. I'm going to leave a comment giving the timestamp. Jimmy World shows up at. <laughs> yeah. Sounds cool. <laughs> oh, I thought he was gonna drop that uh, four on the floor. The yeah. Maybe oh, it's he will, coming, baby. Here it comes. 
intense straight to that uh, skrillex drop man yeah man uh all right we got a uke cover yeah this is from hi tori san 56 by jimmy Eagles. um it's a really good song so if you haven't had the chance to hear the original one i advise you to do so because it's really good well at least for me <laughs> she live with hella birds oh yeah for sure key out her wall it's like <laughs> the chroma key green. green yeah <laughs> You can tell the camera's mounted on the bed because now that she's drumming a little more, the camera's kind of shaking in rhythm. I love everything about this. Yeah. People always take a lot of liberties with the ukulele. Ukulele. Yeah, you, you got know? them, man. Yeah, make it their own. You got lots of covers. What else you got? Uh, love the Way You Lie. That is... Oh, Mad World. I imagine it's oh, like the Mad World, Mad World. Yeah. Uh, so here's one covered by Elizabeth M. and Cole Woodruff. And very specifically, February 7th, 2017. Oh, this is a good one. It sounds like uh, John Mayer's XO. <laughs> Still. Seeing this this whole scene to me makes me want a nice pint of Guinness. Yeah, man. This makes me miss going out. Yeah. Somewhere drugs Oh uh Where the sun shines so always keep me 
Look at the guy great. in the back. She's man. Got, oh yeah, look at that guy. <laughs> um, she's got Jessica Harper energy. Oh yeah, which is. Uh, um, do you know who that is? Uh, it sounds familiar. Is she a musician? Uh, well, so she's in Phantom of the Paradise, which we brought up way, way, way long time ago on the pod. Um, but it's a Brian De Palma rock opera from 74. Yeah. She's done other things since then. I think she's in Pennies from Heaven with uh, Steve Martin. Um, but she has a very similar roundness to her voice. Anyway, her like vocals. Like classically trained, right? Yeah. Her vocals for the songs that she sings in Phantom of the Opera um, have a similar like tone to them. Um, so that was awesome. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what to expect from them. I thought they were in a bedroom when I saw the thumbnails, so I was delighted uh, uh, throughout. Let's take a look at some of the comments on that, because that was good. <laughs> uh, there are zero comments, and it, I'm giving it an upvote from me, and then <laughs> I'll give it an upvote from the pod account, because that was delightful. And I'm going to give a comment of, wow. My man. I put wow, dot, 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 exclamation point. Does that put my point across? Like, Yeah. If you left it, not wow, wow, dot, like, dot, dot, wow. That would, exactly. Well, that's what yeah. the wow and then ellipses gets. But with the exclamation mark, yeah. Hang on. Hang on. Boom. Yeah. Wait for it. Wait for it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That was great. Oh, uh, somebody liked my comment at Jimmy World Shows Up at 155 on the, uh, on the, uh, What's it called? The house dubstep. Oh, sick remix. already. I love it. It was not dubstep. That was like hard style. Or yeah, hard like style. Um, okay. Um, uh, I've got a couple more here. Let's play this one. This is Jared Brogan. Oh, yeah. This was on black, right? I couldn't, you couldn't see anything. Yeah. Somehow I knew it was going to be a piano cover, I think. Yeah, he says chorus, piano cover. So he's only playing the chorus. He's working like all the parts, the vocal melody, the bass, the rhythm, everything. That's great. Whoa, yeah. That's not a great and very complex. Uh, Here's another piano cover. This is from... Joe. No. Didn't we do Joe? Didn't we do Joe for we, Night Drive? Is this Joe? This Joe Joe. This is Joe. This is our boy Joe. Man, Joe always plays us out. I love Joe. Joe, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll save Joe. We'll save Joe. Okay. Um uh so uh I only have a couple more here. Okay. Drugs or me covered. This is Kate. Wait, what happened right now? What, uh, wait, what did I miss? Say, God sent us an angel. Let's see. Let's listen one more time. For the punk rock plaster, mouths of God. God sent us an angel. Where the punk rock plaster mallets of God. Weird. I don't know. Wait, is he playing like a uh, like a mallet, a stringed instrument? Sounds like an acoustic to me. Yeah. You're the one I, need. I remember when I was starting a band. The and uh, we would sing the same notes, even if they were an octave apart. And I'd be like, no, that's not a harmony. We can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> 
These are just a couple of good kids. Mm-hmm. Oh, there you go. And it looks like they might have a Wii. Oh yeah, that's that's the Wii. You can see it on the bottom. Yeah. And then yeah, the sensor up top. Man, my dude was feeling it. Yeah. Uh, and then this last one I have is from Sheb Z. Oh, another peony. Kind of like how low she's getting there. It's a nice she says, polish. Jimmy Eat World, sort of cover. Not perfect, but I love this song. This sounds terrific. Someone asked her for the sheet music. She was like, I don't have sheet music. Neither do I remember how to play this or the chords. Sorry. I know what that's like. Like, yeah. I can get, I can sit down at a piano and figure something out, but I wouldn't be able to play for you the next day. Very good. I love the amount of piano covers. I love the yeah. amount of women uh, covering this song. Justin, do you have any final thoughts on the song? Oh, uh, oh, oh here we go. Yeah, make sure you cue him up. Justin, do you have any final thoughts on the song Drugs or Me by the band Jimmy Eat World? Uh, I'm glad we got to investigate this one further. And I'm very happy I got to listen to those two demos that I had not heard before oh, yeah, uh, as well. Because that really solidified, uh, I don't want to say a turnaround for this song, but looking at all the tracks, I'd say this was the one that I was on the fence about the most, you know, since, the, since my uh, first listening to this album. But now... I've I've really fallen in love with it. I like I like the message. It's deeper than what pe- some people say, and uh, yeah. yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a very pretty track, and you can see all the work that's gone into how it's constructed, <laughs> which I just I think there's so much more to it than people realize, and and I like it, man. This is a this is a ten for me. What about you? Oh yeah, man. Um, it's definitely like a song that um. I had a little bit of anxiety going up toward, I don't think I'll, I, I don't like the feeling of doing an episode without having done research. I feel like I'm clicking all over the place. Um, but I always loved this song, especially like this is the perfect night drive song, even more than night drive to me, for me personally, my taste. Um, and uh, I'm glad we touched on it. Um, I'm going to say that Jim is the one doing the falsetto and the, uh, in the outro there. And, um, yeah, I'm excited for everybody to hear this interview with Zach Hall from 9to5Max. So, uh, I guess without further ado, uh, continue to be excellent to each other, everyone. And party on, dudes! Ladies and gentlemen, from 9 to 5 Mac, I don't know, Happy Hour and the entire website, <laughs> Zach Hall uh, <laughs> joining us on the podcast today. Hello. Yeah. Hey, hey. Um. So, uh, yeah, what would your title be at, at, at 9 to 5 Mac? Are you the editor in chief or? 
Yeah, I'm. I'm the. I mean, there, there's a founder, uh, my boss Seth, and and then next to that, there's me. Uh, I, I my title is lead editor, uh, which is mostly just to be equal with the other people who lead the sites in the network. Uh huh. Um, yeah, and, and then the other thing that I do is spaceexplorer.com, which is part of the same network. And in that one, I get to claim founder. Yeah. Because <laughs> it was my baby. That's but, been a cool yeah. journey to watch you sort of establish. Because I started listening Happy Hour a couple years ago. And I think yeah. I think the first or second episode, you mentioned Mod Life. And I was like, mm, that's a very <laughs> strange thing to randomly mention. And that's then niche. I picked up. I was like, oh, this dude's like a Tom DeLonge fan. Like, <laughs> and yeah. so yeah. I, yes. I felt we were kindred spirits in that way, like Apple fanboys right. and... Uh, blink fanboys so <laughs> yeah uh as soon as we started this jimmy Eat world podcast you were on our list of guests that i wanted to get on just to talk about the scene in general and uh yeah i figured there's no way he's not a jimmy Eat world fan on top of being a blink fan so right um, yeah yeah so so here we are i wanted to talk to you a little bit when we reach when we first spoke you had mentioned that 23 was would be a song that you would like to guest on which we had already done but i did want to quickly touch on sort of what your history with that song in particular is because we've already done it. It's worth mentioning. Yeah. I mean, I'll go quick on that one Um, with 23. I mean, it's, I think it's an album ender, which is, you know, a wonderful one. Um, It's like, I I, I like, uh, you know, being an angels and airwaves fan. I like long music. Um, I, I love the cure, like any song that's like, you know, six minutes plus, and it keeps you for all six minutes plus. And it's like that. It, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, and in 23, is one of those longer songs. I I remember three years ago when my son was born, um, just like and, an, you know, it was a wonderful moment. Um, I, I'd, I'd been a stepdad for three years prior mm. and um, and my and my son was born. It's like, OK, this this, this is like a very joyous occasion. Um, but there was also just a lot of like personal family drama um that i you know was was going through um such as life and and it was to the point where like i i wasn't 100 percent just like appreciating the moment of my son being born it was like there is just so much hell that's happening right now that is that is that is distract like take, requires my attention too and um like the first break from the hospital like to go out and get coffee and, and bring back to the to the hospital room um, I think I just shuffled music and 23 came on and, um, it just, you know, like not even like looking at the lyrics or the words or anything, but just like the, the, the feeling mm-hmm. of just like, um, you know, like, like this is a really well put together song, but man, this, this mood that it carries is also like, you know, it's, it's heavy and it's, it's tense and it's like, it just felt so reflective, um, of, of, you know, not a specific situation, but just like that moment that I was in. Um, and <laughs> I have a bad joke. My, 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 uh, kid's mom said it wasn't very funny, but <laughs> I was playing 23 in the car yesterday, again, just by, by way of shuffle. And I said, um, this is the Jimmy E world cover of what's my age again, because nobody likes you when you're 23 <laughs> and she didn't laugh. And I, and I said it again, like an hour later. <laughs> It's just like, just because you repeat it, it doesn't make it funny. <laughs> like, you know, I'd have to go back and listen to our 23 episode, but I can't imagine yeah. we didn't bring up What's My Age Again on that episode. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man, that's so that's so good. Um, And J- Justin will appreciate that story, too. We're both fathers, and we bring that 
aspect into the show a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So thank you for sharing that, man. That's uh, that's yeah. cool. I had a I had a similar experience with the adventure, um, cool. which is not uh, Jimmy Eat World, but Angels and Airways. And I told yeah. Justin, I was like, there's going to be a lot of like blink and blink adjacent talk on this interview. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I remember. So we had no problem getting pregnant, but our baby was measuring small, our first, okay. um, who's yeah. five now. And he's great, healthy. He's uh, uh, amazing. But yeah, they kept congrats. having her. Thank you. Um, they kept having her go in for non-stress tests. And they were trying to figure out why is the baby measuring small, all this stuff, blah, blah, blah. And I remember sitting in one of the rooms, and this was twofold uh, strange, because there was this teacher I never had in high school, but I definitely recognized from just walking the halls of my high school there with, I'm assuming, his wife or significant other. And you could tell that they either received bad news or something like that. And I happened to have the adventure on shuffle, and the whole song (laughs) took on this different meaning to me. Um that has nothing to do with the words of the song, but just like you felt the emotion of the without uh-huh. listening to the words, but the emotion and the and the and the weight of the song. That's that that yeah. kind of got me with the adventure. Um, it's like any any one song could have a million different lyrics. Like if you made the song, you know, a hundred hours long, you could just keep going with more stories that that fit the mood of the song. Absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So then we get to drugs or me. Same record. Um, so you're a future's yeah. head. Which, uh, I mean, you're not alone. This is like, uh, you know, top three Jimmy World song for any fan uh, or album yeah. for any fan. Um, and and what was it that Drugs Are Me sort of uh, stuck out to you? So there's a few things that I really appreciate about this song. Um, the first is, is if you listen to the album together, the way that um, Drugs Are Me, it follows pain on the album. And it spills over like the end of pain, the guitar, like the way that the, the guitar sounds, and it's like, like this white noise effect. It, yeah. it never stops in Drugs Are Me, like that, that continuation. And I love that, like as an album, so to good. have that continuation. Yeah, you can play Drugs Are Me on its own, and it sounds as, as it's intended to sound. But, you know, I, I was playing it, and I was like, yeah, that sounds like it sound, comes from like a really good ending of another song, too. And so I played Pain before it, and I was like, Oh yeah, like this is a direct carryover. And then I was listening. I was like, I wonder how long it goes. Like thirty seconds, maybe. And it never stops. Like it's 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 the base of it's it's like the the bottom of the entire next song. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that continuation, like you know, you you sent me the demo version, which I hadn't heard before, and it it was like super, like in comparison, like you know, it's, it's a demo, so it's way less produced, but it still has that kind of like twilight effect to it. Um, and where like the, the 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 background kind of shimmers and um like that that's very neat uh and you can see where they had this demo idea and then you know pairing it with pain like that's no accident um and even just like the topic of like you know pain drugs are me and then like the subject of that song it's like that is, is it's kind of brilliant the way that that works out um so so that's one thing the the next thing for me about drugs are me is that there's no question about the subject um one band i like is um is circus survive and Anthony Green, um, and anything he does solo with Say Ocean with any with anybody, it's so good. Um, but he's notorious for making the lyrics super vague so that they're like they fit universally, but also they're very personal to him. Mm. And so he, he's not that personal where he wants to share like the specific thing about a specific person, you know. It's it's it needs to be like more vague than that for him to be comfortable with it. With drugs and me, there's like no question about what the song is about. And and that kind of, it, it kind of um 
contrast with, with a lot of stuff I like to listen to. And so it's like, okay, here's a very specific song about a very specific thing. But then the next thing for me is that, you know, take addiction and addiction is universal. So it doesn't have to be just, um, you know, drug related. It doesn't have to be like alcoholism. There are so many uh, things that, that ail us, whether it's, you know, being addicted to your phone, be addicted, you know, to like um, eating when you're, when you're stressed out, um, spending money, you know, uh, you know, whatever. And you can kind of apply that and like, you know, take a step back and say, okay, drugs are me, replace drugs with X thing that ails me. How does this affect me and the people around me? And it, it kind of takes on this, this other meaning. Um, and then lastly, like the, one of the things that I really like about it being so direct is that growing up, my older brother is like two and a half years older than me. And we had very different childhoods where in the beginning, uh, like, like we lived apart and we kind of got to know each other in like our um, preteen years. And then he got really bad into drugs and I would be there with him and I was a little bit younger than him and he was like my influence. And so I would try all different kinds of things and it just, just worked out in the universe that like nothing ever stuck with me. Yeah. It was just like, uh, what is this thing like, you know? And you know, well, there, there was a massive high from that. Okay. Whatever. And, but, but never like, let me go and seek it out. It was always like, I'm hanging out with him. This is just part of this social experience sort of. And for him, it was like the addiction and it's, it's crazy. Like he's never gotten his life back together, um, mm. since those years. And, you know, and, and so it's like, it, it, all the words speak to that situation in, in terms of like how our relationship is and, you know, how I get really close with him as my big, bro my big brother, or, you know, in a lot of ways, like taking care of him, like a little brother, but then, you know, I feel that trust and that connection. And then all of a sudden it's like, you know, he does something to feed the addiction that it's like, no, oh, that's not, that's not someone who I thought I knew, you know, it's, yeah. there's, there's a whole other person there. So, it, it, you know, and so, so that's, that's, I guess that's, that's the big thing for me. It's like by being such an obvious song, you know, lyrically, it's like you can even, even still, it's so easy to apply to different parts of your life, you know, and maybe even something that that's directly related. Wow. Yeah. Thank, oh my gosh. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, because that, <laughs> You're welcome. it feels, um, it feels very close to home for me as well for a lot of the same reasons and specifically family members and watching mm -hmm. them have this spiral and, uh, and yeah, not knowing what to do with it. it, it it's like you said, a universal thing written about mm -hmm. a very specific thing, which yeah, 51 episodes in, we've come to find <laughs> that Jim is really good about writing about. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, man. Wow. So ladies and gentlemen, that's the whole episode. <laughs> <laughs> and and you know like just to be frank like my version of this if i had to like self-reflect it would be money management like that i mean in money management or me like isn't really a great great song title um but but so much of it applies it's like you know i i um like i do well for myself but i also you know i guess i kind of like grew up poor and so i've, I've I should be like, I don't want to be like that again. Yeah. But instead, I'm like, I'm finally in a situation where I can enjoy life. And so it's always like experiences are the most important thing. And, you know, having money is, is like a fleeting moment. And sure. like like a gigantic flaw of myself is like not saving money for the future. Um, it's it's always like we're all here now together. Let's let's, you know, have a good time. Um, and that's certainly a thing that's like it has had effects on my relationships and has had effects on, you know, um you know, going from like doing really well to just doing like, you know, I can't wait to like, get paid again, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's like, that has got to be my addiction. It's like, I'm, you know, it's for my brother, like he just wants to get high. Like for me, I want to have a good time. And, um, 
you know, it's, it's really hard for me to think about like, you know, next year or the year after sure. when, you know, we're, we're in the moment you now. Well, especially now, I mean, at least you're in a place where blogs are, are thriving and online publications yes, yeah. are, are still thriving. Uh, yet, you know, uh, for so many, especially this year in particular with COVID-19, uh, that's not the case for so many people. Um, no kidding. Yeah. And, uh, and, and it seems that, you know, I remember when this whole thing started specific, like people were worried specifically about addicts who could no longer attend meetings and mm-hmm. like, uh, Dak Shepard has a podcast and he talks about still being adamant about attending zoom meetings, but that attendance is way, 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 way down. And that concerns yeah. him as a recovering addict who's trying to help other people. Um, mm-hmm. and me not being really in that world. It's like, wow, yeah, that, that that's insane. And you sort of see it in uh, my neighborhood. I live in the San Fernando Valley of Los Angeles. And uh, and yeah, the homeless population specifically this year has skyrocketed so insanely because people can't pay rent. And mm-hmm. and then yeah. I don't know if this is a citywide thing or a nationwide thing, but there's a thing called Project Turnkey or something like that, where all these okay. hotels that have empty rooms uh, are able to be paid by the city of Los Angeles to use those empty rooms for homeless shelters. And the hotels are Mm -hmm. resistant to it because they don't want to have homeless people in their hotels. It's like this, it's like this huge, huge deal. All that is to say, yes, uh, a a universal idea um, that is tough for anybody in any moment. And uh, yeah. Yeah. And and, I mean, and, and just like kind of lighten the moment a little bit. I told you over DM, um, like, when I was in middle school, like uh, is the the, the uh, what, was the, what, what music video was it? It's like the the first Jimmy World hit uh, that was like popular on MTV. Uh, the middle like, or yeah. sweet? Yeah, 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 the middle, the middle. Like I, I, I had to have been like eleven years old, and uh, I, I'd watch MTV like in my bedroom. <laughs> right, when I was getting yeah. ready for school, <laughs> and and it was before like any of the shows came on. It was like you, you play music overnight, and um, <laughs> they were like transitioning away from music, I guess. But the middle would come on, and it was like the most risque video I'd ever seen on on, on television. And uh, you know, which, and I guess it's just like you know, a, a guy and a girl like in their underwear jumping a pool. Right. <laughs> but to me, it was like when that song came out, I just like stopped in my tracks and like just watched. <laughs> it was like a, you know, a twelve year old boy going through puberty. It's like whoa, what is on my TV? Right. Did you see they remastered it now for HD? So now you can relive those fantasies Ooh. in stunning HD. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. It, I mean, this would have been on a CRT and everything. Sweet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know. Oh, man. But, oh, that's yeah, cool. It, yeah. And, and I, I got to tell you, like, so so um, with, with 9to5Mac, uh, <laughs> finally, I was, I was like 23 years old when I started doing 9to5Mac, um, just doing copy editing. And it became... Uh, you know, a viable job for me over time as people kind of moved on, I, I stuck around. And um, it's like, so there was the interest in Apple that I had when I was like, you know, 1920 and that 23 kind of became a job. Um, I'm, I'll be 30 in a few in a few days. Oh man, happy and, birthday. Yeah, thanks. And uh, so, uh, you know, it's a lot of, a lot of uh, looking back <laughs> that's, that's taking place right now and, um, and reflection and, you know, that interest in Apple, like taking it from like a, you know, you, where, where you are a fan to where you kind of feel like you're an authority in the space to feeling like you're just actually kind of burnt out and like you need anything but technology. Yeah. Oh, but we're in a world of technology. So like, where do you go? Um, and, and last year I found, um, 
space and rocket launches and like just all this stuff is happening right now that I didn't know about um, to kind of be the balance there. Um, but when I made that my work too, it's like, oh, then what's the, what's the new hobby? Right. Um, and it's, it's been like a return to music when I was 15, a friend named, uh, Chase Knighton got, he played guitar and, um, he got me like a first, like, like a, well, he, he gave me like an Ibanez to kind of play around with electric guitar. And, um, then like my family, they had, somebody had a first act electric guitar and like, I took that and that was like mine. Yeah. Um, but you know, uh, and then like over time, like as I, as I had more resources, like I'd pick up, you know, actual <laughs> guitars that the, the, the action on the strings wasn't ferocious. Um, but, but that's been my thing lately is literally like playing the same songs I was trying to learn when I was 15, 16, um, but now and like having them come back to me as like, I never forgot those. And now what can I do on my own? Um, and, and, you know, 15 years ago I was running on a PC with like probably like windows 2000 or something or XP and trying to make it look like a Mac and trying to like use, a, <laughs> yes. use audacity to record music and everything. Um, and now it's like, Oh, I just, I happen to have logic for, for the podcast editing work I do. And all these audio file editors for, for that I've you know learned over time, um, it's like I can actually do something with music now, and uh, you know <laughs> so it's been kind of fun. That is awesome, and, man. Yeah, and and as you listen to demos like the one that you sent, um, it's like oh the, the bar is kind of low for what you can do on your own, you know. Even and, today, uh, Jim mm-hmm. had uh, uh, Gerard Way from MyChem on his podcast, Pass Through Frequencies, uh-huh. and Gerard's like, yeah, I just play an unplugged electric into the voice notes on my phone and i sing into it and i'm just like making up like syllables and vowels that all go together Mm -hmm. and it's like oh man like it really isn't harder than it needs to be (laughs) right um i I love youtube and like watching youtube videos of like behind the scenes um you know album writing sessions and everything is so informative because it just it really lowers the bar of entry it's like yeah okay that that, kind of sucks but you see where it's going and you see where it got and you're like i can maybe do that and so uh, about a month ago, I was on a, a work trip for um, covering some NASA stuff. And um, I had three nights in a hotel by myself before a colleague came and joined me. And of those three nights, like it was just, I, I brought my um, acoustic guitar and my Mac and I was just recording into the, the microphone and camera and just using like QuickTime and um, just like playing. And I, I kind of realized that when you play, when, when I play something, I feel like it sucks in the moment. Um, but to record it and listen back to it without like, even seeing it it's just like the sound is like oh i didn't even know i could play that like that's neat <laughs> yeah you know and so that kind of like motivated me to keep doing it and um so i've got on like just a hard drive now i've got just like videos of me progressing through you know basically like writing my first song and uh you know it's a lot of like you know da 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 you know but um and then the words come it's like oh this would sound cool there or like you know because i've always been able to write lyrics like super easy and i think they're pretty good um i'd love someone to just like take them and make them into an album um, but, but now I'm like, Oh, I'm going to like, use you're some that of someone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm like, I'm going to use some of these, yeah, man. um, uh, you know, and it's, it's a process. It's like, I don't have that muscle exercise to like where I can just like sit down and do it, but, um, um, it, it's been fun. And so, uh, anytime I can mix in interests, like, like, you know, specifically the, the genre of music that I'm interested in, um, with work, you know, then, then it's, it's so, it's so cool. And so, you know, was able to do that some through the podcast and, um, and then, and then now when space became work, it's like, oh, this is my new, like actual hobby to not do something with, with work itself. Yeah. So 
You got to do like a space explored theme song and like uh, yeah yeah. Uh, yeah have you oh I did mean to ask you this the acoustic guitar for Happy Hour is that yes. you? That's the first thing I ever recorded yeah. and released. Yeah, I always no, wondered, that, you know, and you may have mentioned yeah. it in some episode that I missed, but yeah, that, that make when I think about um, how I wish I would have like done more in my twenties with music, uh, I'm like, well, I I did record like a guitar strum that gets downloaded hundreds of thousands of times, <laughs> and, and play and people play it all the time. Yeah, so. and what yeah. came first, that or the uh, uh, the daily? The daily one's like the, more of a synth type sound, yeah right? jeff benjamin from our youtube channel oh i love jeff Mac, yeah he made he made that and i think it's like i don't know like it's it's something clever with nine to five is like totally uh, i don't know yeah it's something like like there, you can map it to like make it like a, a, a real um you know a connection to nine to five yeah um is there but, a uh, uh, is there because there's a nine to five android or there's an Android version of it, right? Like the, the yes, whole network yeah. is a whole thing. Is there other versions that I have never heard of the same jingle, like across the network? The, they're probably all recycled, but like he made them for YouTube and I just like took them. I was like, hey, can I get those assets? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I was like, I'll use that one, you know, and and uh, <laughs> that's how that went. That's awesome. Um, <laughs> and actually the one the one for happy hour, like we used to have um, my colleague Jordan Kahn. He does all of our ad sales and everything. Um, he's like a serious electronic music, you know, production person. Um, and he, he did the stuff originally for like the old, old versions of happy hour. Um, and I, I wanted to like tone it down when I took it over. And, um, so I was just like, I'll just do like a placeholder, you know, guitar strum. And it did change from like, I don't know, like maybe like an, like, like a standard G chord to like, um, capo on the fifth frat you know and then, and then it's in a different key. Uh, do people you know, ever write like, in like, Hey, you changed the one thing. Yeah, I don't, I don't think anybody, like, they, they notice if it's gone, and they're like, where'd it go, but, <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, but, but yeah, that, that's, that's fun, and, and uh, I've got, like, a, a MIDI keyboard and everything, and I've, like, in 2016, I was like, all right, I'm gonna, to get a new Mac, I'm gonna make new theme music, and I just never have, yeah. uh, <laughs> but, but, like, so that, that's technically, like, a placeholder, <laughs> but uh, it works, <laughs> it works, that's like, cool, my boss man. is telling me, like, you need something more technical, or, like, you know, <laughs> tech-related, computer-related, I'm like, um, next week <laughs> yeah right <laughs> yeah well yeah. you got yeah you got you have your hands in so many things um watch time is probably i assume coming back uh at it's, some point yeah in- we're on the second episode of the third season now. oh there so you go yeah 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 that's one where i was tired <laughs> i imagine but, you do so much man yeah yeah i you know like i get bored and depressed and if i'm not doing enough and then then i'll like to remedy to remedy that i'll like take on a bunch of stuff and that'll take on too much and then i'll have to like back back up a little bit but um a sponsor wanted to to purchase 10 episodes of sponsorship and i was like okay i'll do it awesome (laughs) like because because the space stuff i'm not making any money on but it's like you know it's it's what i love and and so i was like i need to do something that's you know for someone wants to pay me to do something i should do that so oh i i did i looked on space explored real quick when i heard that Uh this was happening and i didn't see it but it's not to say you haven't posted since but i assume you're either applying or know about this this like is it a tv show competition about going to space or something like that and i was like oh this is so up zach's alley (laughs) i forget what it is ralph garman was talking about it but like it's gonna be like a reality show where all these people like live in a house together to try to go to space and like one person, the winner is going to go to space. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot happening where like, the commercialization of space is, is a thing where 
like Tom Cruise is going to make a movie in space. Yeah. Like, actually, for real, make a movie in space. SpaceX will be flying him. Um, that's later next year. Um, Adidas has sent like some shoe technology to space for like publicity. Estee Lauder is filming an ad in space of some sort, and so there's like that's right, yeah. Co- Congress is mad about that because they're like, "What's that got to do with the space station?" And so uh, <laughs> there's a lot happening. Yeah. Like to me, the big thing that that caught my attention was I went to a rocket launch in November, and people were talking about the. Artemis program to return to the moon, send the first woman and next man to the moon. And I was like, is that real? Like it's happening? And they're like, well, yeah, everything's in motion, you know, as long as it gets funded. Yeah. Um, and, and that caught my attention. It's like, oh, neat. And it turns out that the, there's a space center about an hour from me where I've, I've ran half marathons before, but I never knew what they did space wise. Um, and, and they test rocket engines and they're testing the engine for this rocket that will then go to the moon. It's like, oh man, that's really cool. Um, so that's, that, that was like my, you know, I had always thought space was cool and like, you know, NASA's neat, whatever. Uh, I, d- I couldn't tell you any, any facts or anything, sure. or like anything current. And, and now being like, I could talk for 10 days about just things <laughs> that are happening right now, not just what happened, you know, in the seventies, which I think that's part of it. it was like, it felt like it was all from the seventies and like none of it was, was current. Um, and, and now that I know what's happening now and like coming in the future, it's like really neat. Um, you know, like, like space tourism being an actual thing that you can do um and not just one company doing it but several companies kind of competing for that that opportunity so uh yeah so many things yeah man (laughs) well in in uh in your busy schedule and once uh things start clearing up for covid if and when you make it out to jpl we should grab coffee and do another episode (laughs) and talk i I definitely i definitely will and i have ends uh, at jpl I i assume you have ways to get in but i know people yeah, yeah, yeah. I've I've talked to I did a podcast with somebody who was on the um not the the Mars River team but the the helicopter team. Oh, cool. You know, a couple of months ago they they sent uh, the next rover. I think the first one since 2012 to Mars. It'll it'll arrive in February next year. Yeah. And they were also they also sent the first um, helicopter. It's like a, basically like a drone, and it's programmed to fly on Mars. And it's, it's they don't know if it'll work or not. So it's like a technology demonstration. Yeah, it's so fun. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so it's like cool stuff, like you know, and and to watch a launch in in June, July, and then you know, mark your calendars, February of next year, kind of gives you something to look forward to. So that's that's part of the appeal. Um, but also, uh, I don't know how far you are from Vandenberg Air Force Base. Uh, it's one of those things you always hear about, and you see okay. like the jet streams of them going, but I don't know where it is. Yeah, so in in November there there will be a, a SpaceX Falcon Nine launch. Um, I think it's like a probably a cargo launch to the space station but yeah i mean and i i didn't know of all the places that launch rockets either as there's not just kennedy space yeah. center and the air force base there but also um in virginia and wallops island and then and then vandenberg in the u.s so it's neat i believe and then, and then alaska's got a little site too now oh so. man wow yeah yeah taking over well is there anything yeah. else you want to plug before i let you go you i know you got a happy hour podcast to record in a half hour yeah 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 um no i mean i i if, if I, I tell you what, I, I bought a, I, I tried to buy modlife.com and, uh, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the guy, cause like when, when, uh, when, when, uh, mod life went away and then to the stars became the next thing. Yeah. It's, they, they just, just went away. And like, I, I used to pay for mod life and love seeing like the behind the scenes stuff yep. of an album being made. Um, so I tried to buy the domain cause like, oh, it's too bad that, that someone owns it. That's not the people behind to the stars. Yeah. And you know, it would be really neat to do something music related with that and art, you know, all that. 
And, you know, I, I, starting this summer, like I found that I really love motorcycles and riding motorcycles and I bought my first and um, I'm obsessed with that now. And I was like, it'd be really cool just to have like a place like that to put music space, technology, um, you know, my motorcycle passion now, like all that stuff into, into one place that doesn't fit on 9 to 5 Mac or Space Explored. Um, and the guy, <laughs> I think I offered like $2,000 and he wanted like 20000 I was like, mm, I guess because he far. knows. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's Not like far. we're too far apart. <laughs> yeah, that's. Uh, um, it's weird that they didn't keep the domain. Uh, right? Like I, I assumed you would have hit up like Jimmy or like somebody at RLP and been like, oh, hey, yeah. like. Uh, you you think so? <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so it, it was like uh, one of those those services where you you make an offer and they like mediate it, yeah. and it's like, oh well. Uh, I, I did get dot media. I was thinking like what I, what I would be doing would be would that, that would fit. Uh, and then dot net's available, but it just feels so old to me. And for like three hundred dollars, I'm not so sure. Yeah. Uh, I I do have Apollo dot blog, which I think is is kind of a cool domain. Yeah. Um, and maybe I'll do that <laughs> instead of Pod Life since I can't get the dot com. Yeah. Right. Uh, and you yeah. are Apollo all Zach the, on things, so it fits in that way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All, all, all that to say, um, probably the best place to see what I'm doing is Apollo Zach on Twitter. So. Yeah, I mean, we'll put all your links in your show notes and stuff like that. And uh, I was really excited to geek out and talk to you about all kinds of stuff that like, I always yeah, wonder I, while I, listening to Happy Hour. And uh, now we got to chat about it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I guess the last thing I'll say is um, I'm, I'm constantly listening to something new. So I, I do Apple Music and... Um, I've had a few people like subscribe to playlists I make and everything. And the last thing I've done is, um, I'd, I'd been an Alkaline Trio fan before Matt Skiba went to Blink-182 yeah. and, uh, you know, like I, I knew some of the, some of the radio songs and, uh, like last, last month I just went into this deep dive of like, what's all the Matt Skiba stuff from before. And there's a band called heavens that he did with somebody else in like 2011 mm-hmm. that I, I learned about when it was brand new because of like alternative press magazine and like being on the cover of that, it's like, oh, this is really cool stuff. And I look back, I was like, oh, there hasn't been anything else. And they broke up like the year after they formed. Um, and, and then I, I saw, uh, I discovered Matt Skiba and The Secrets. And I'm like, okay, there's two albums there. And I was just sitting through. I'm like, okay, these are like my four favorite songs from these two albums. And then all the other Alkaline Trio albums. And I put together a playlist that I just called Matt Skiba Mix. And it's like my favorite Matt Skiba songs. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, and like, I think like two Blink-22 songs make it, but they're from the, the second album, not the first one. Nine, yeah. On, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, that's that's the, that's the thing. But um, yeah, Paul Zach everywhere, including Apple Music. For sure. <laughs> and and on that tip, and maybe to add to your playlist, although I think there's only like one EP, you did hear the hell or you did not hear the hell from Matt Skiba? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, because yeah. that's oh, yeah. Matt yeah. and Adam. Which is just mm-hmm. like a whole weird cross pollination of like blink universe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, Zach, for joining me on this journey. And uh, I just want to remind everybody to be excellent to each other. Party on, dudes.